Welcome to Till Death Do Us Recap. I'm Britt. I'm Tim. And today we are recapping for you Married at First Sight, Season 16, Episode 11. Moonshines and month anniversaries, and we cover day 28 to 31. Oh, wow. So really a short Very time short span period of time. Compared. And before we get into the episode, we have to acknowledge the 80th reviewer, as we promised we would last week. Thank you, RuthVB12, for your review. And everyone else who left a review this week means the world. And Ruthie B, it appears that you were concerned something happened to us. So I just want to say we are alive and well, but thank you for your concern. We appreciate you. And we're doing well. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Here we are. I just have to say this pot this uh this episode to me, so obviously month anniversary, really drove it home how obvious it is that not a single licensed therapist has intervened. I just, yeah. I just like it hit me at some point, probably when I was freaking pissed at Eris, when I was stewing, I just had this realization of like, we are halfway through the experiment and these poor people Three out of four marriages, you could argue, are dangling by certain levels of threads. And there has not been any therapist to help them. I know. Yes, we have had one single Pastor Cal visit. Pastor Cal is not a licensed therapist, okay? Sure, he's on the expert panel, but he is certainly not enough a whole month has gone by. This is only a two-month experiment. It's really gone downhill God. in the last couple years. So the, it's insane. And I was thinking with these Dr. Pepper, other than whatever gorgeous face work she got done, I mean, you could just have this. You, you don't know. this. These clips could have been from season seven. And they just yeah. plugged it right in. The couples like, this week are there's going no, deeper. Yes. Like there's, she is literally, uh, an ornament at this point. And we love that for her. But like, if you're going to basically make her role, like no longer exist as it did, we have had no Dr. Viviana replacement. We had, we had two visitors in the, in San Diego that uh, apparently visitors, we yeah. didn't hire them full time. But like, this is getting ridiculous because this is what made married at first sight, like a little bit more standout is because now you've got, I mean, same production company, but they're doing more shows where, like, we've all collectively agreed that the Bachelor format no longer serves us. Because the truth is, and I can say this after taking a year off and then watching the season, we are down to final three. And I feel like I barely know these people. And these people barely know each other. And I feel like it's been in the last few years, but, like, largely inspired by maths. Like a da dating shows that are pushing the living together more fast and like jumping into harder things quicker because it's just a more honest way to go about a show based on love and relationships. But it's like the thing that makes math special, even in light of all these new shiny versions of it, is that there is supposed to be expert interaction interwoven into the entire eight weeks. And that's what really sets them up and like gives them the support they need. And I just feel like 
it gets worse every year with how little involved they are. Yes. And left to their own devices, you're seeing what's happening. Right. That we're not getting. And again, it's already hard enough. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's a damn shame because you're right. We have four weeks left and we're there been thrown in the deep end and don't know how to swim. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. And it, it, and we've talked about how much it takes in terms of compromise and in terms of uh, managing your expectations in this process. And even the best couples or best individuals mm-hmm. who are trying to do that, we're still not getting expert help. And we yeah. desperately need, ex- every, everyone needs expert help. It's absurd that like, how are you not meeting with an expert at least once a week right now? Yeah. Like, oh, it pisses me off because people are getting screwed. And like the the reality is at this point, you know, if recent seasons are any like predictor, it's kind of too late. Like how much can you salvage to know you want to be together forever with only one four weeks left? Like I just, even if we're making major progress that turns around right now, it's like, it's almost too late. It well, just and your calling card has always been preaching a, no pun intended, Pastor Cal, preaching mm-hmm. a model of the this is a more successful experiment right. than other dating shows, yeah. right? And if you go back over the last, last four or five seasons, we're getting one or no couples that are staying together. Yeah. So if you want to hang your hat on that, then you're going to have to put in more work to make sure that these people are getting what they need within the two-month process before decision day. Yeah. They've gotten lazy. They've definitely gotten lazy and like are just relying on like the format and the fact that it's been on so long. And it's like, well, you've sort of slowly case disintegrated. In, case in point. What last week's episode should have been was, okay, we are all, we're going to, producers are sending you uh, index cards of questions, right? Mm-hmm. That should have been followed up with a visit from Pastor Cal or Dr. Pepper. How did the questions go? Well, the questions went like shit because all Eris wanted to do was talk about sex. And then we have an opportunity to redirect mm-hmm. right there and not just have it linger on into month anniversaries yeah. and linger on and extend past that. Oh, how did the questions go? Well, my husband who I'm in love with called me thick. Don't like that. Okay, let's work on let's work through that together. Yeah. Like it that is what's missing right I know. now, you it's know. It's so annoying. Especially because these are people who like are admitting like the way that I've been doing things hasn't worked and so like yeah. yeah, it just is so, anyway, I could rant about this forever, but that really, like, I don't know why, I, I think just because it was the month mark and it was so obvious, like, what this night was supposed to be, and yet most of the couples didn't get to experience that. And because it's dealing with residual shit that's been going right. on for the last three, since the, we got back that's from the honeymoon. That's been basically unchecked, other than one pastor visit. Yeah. You know? All that said, a couple that desperately could use some frequent expert intervention. Let's start off with Kirsten and Shaq. I, maybe you can help me out, Mm -hmm. but I feel utterly baffled by what's going on in this relationship. I have a couple theories. Okay. 
obviously, overall, Kirsten is has become. I mean, she's so frustrating. She's. I I am fully like if we're gonna take sides here, like I'm fully team Shaquille. But my, some of my like overarching things are I do believe that she is an extremely insecure person who maybe like who really doesn't not only not know how to express, but like doesn't even know how to figure out what she's thinking and feeling in order to express it. And then I think what happens is she goes and like Shaq mentioned in after party, she goes and she hangs out with the girls, the other cast girls, or she goes and sees a girlfriend or they go to a couple's dinner and she starts listening to what other people are saying. And it gives her some, she's, she's highly suggestible and she gets a little, what do you, something in your ear? What do you say? A something in your ear? A flea? A flea in her ear. Is it? Is it a flea? I don't know. I'm not convinced a on tick? that, but <laughs> I wanted to say tick. <laughs> anyway. A bug? She gets a bug in her ear. An that insect right. of sorts. And she, go, she starts going, hmm, yeah, maybe that, maybe that. You know, that's a good point. And then she takes it to Shaq. Like she just realized, blah, blah, blah. And he's baffled every time because it's different every time. And also half the time isn't even applicable to them. And I just think that this all boils back down to like Kirsten does not really know herself and how to like interpret her own shit. So she doesn't really know. And and I think that like maybe to go with that, we can talk about the attraction stuff. It's not irrelevant. But I go back and forth because sometimes I'm also with Shaq where I think there actually is physical chemistry here. And whether she has a judgment about that because she always said she wouldn't be attracted to bald men and now she is and she doesn't know what to do with that or what. I don't know. So these are my overarching theories, but we can get into That's like, excellent analysis. I, I mean, we can just end the pod now. <laughs> that was great. I think I understand it now. Well, so she's like sitting with her girlfriend at Nails and it's just fascinating. So she's, we have been talking around how guarded she is and how she needs to open up for them. We've been talking around that for four weeks and she has not done really shit to just, with without fully acknowledging that she's actually the one, the only one with the power to do that, to do just that, right? And so what she does is every time this comes up, it's a new goose chase that actually Shaquille needs to go on in order for me to let my guard down. So like we get some of that here. Um, we actually hear that she would, you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. He comes home late at night. He's tired. That bums me out. I want all of his attention when he's home. She wants him to be all over her, come to find. Where's the kissy, cuddly, whatever? And it's like, and that would really help her with she, connection. Yeah, the only way that she can connect and build into intimacy, it seems like, is if he comes home after work, completely distraction-free, mm -hmm. sits on the couch, wraps her in a blanket, and she sits on his lap as he's holding her. And they her. stare into each other's and they, eyes. Like, this is not a realistic way to move through life. No. And also, can we talk about how in the fuck would he know that you were down for him to be all over you physically in other ways, like in, you know, whatever, like cuddling, handholding, yeah. all that. Why would he know that you were ready for that when you have been so standoffish with him? Yeah. 
Like, it just makes no sense. I was so confused. So she mentioned that, like, um, Shaquille might be feeling a type of way because I'm not attracted to him. Right. But we're past that. And I'm like, we just have to move forward. We're past that. I'm like, how do, how do you know exactly? Where we are? How did we get past that? <laughs> I don't know. Did we get through? Did we like what? Have you even talked about it in a real way, other than the flippant, rude comments you have made in public about that? Like, have you gone home and really talked through that and what that made him feel and blah blah? No. And so, I'm gonna just kind of jump around yeah. a little bit, but like something Shaquille brought up in after party is that even after some of these like big um public things that they have where he feels like she'll they'll get in front of other people and then she starts getting some ideas and then she makes when it's her turn suddenly it's all these things that he had no idea you know like i guess maybe we have a little chemistry but barely and blah blah blah, blah, blah. whatever she'll say what she says and then they get in the car to go back and he wants to debrief. He wants to be like, hey, wow, like that really caught me off guard. I didn't know you felt that way or that that's how things were going. And she just brushes him off and acts like, oh, no, that was then. Let's just move on. She won't even let him get into it. Mm-hmm. So all of this is just telling me like Kirsten has huge walls up that I think have nothing to do with Shaquille. Yeah. You know, like I think, and I do think that she has some feelings that have grown for him over time in getting to know him. And she just thinks he should be able to read her mind and function accordingly. And it's like, that's not how that goes when you say such absolutist statements at the beginning of a relationship about how you feel about touch with him, about kissing with him, about, um, the way he looks like now that's your shit to like, you've got to let him know that things have changed, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. I mean, we have this roller skating date, right? And once again, it is cute. It's adorable. Shaquille did a really good job with that. Yeah. Whatever he actually planned. (laughs) But it, it ends up with this whole thing where we're still trying to define what quality time is. I know. And, you know, I, I want to, I want to know you more. Then you have to be around me more. It's like, we're, this is four weeks in and we can't agree on what quality time is. Yeah. And I kind of, it's, it's hard considering what we said to open the pod. I don't, I feel like there we're, we're talking a little bit out of both sides of our mouths here mm. because like, these are things that experts need to be helping, helping out with. with. You know, the, like this is one expert session of what does quality time mean to you? What is it like? How right. can we get past that? And I feel like they talked about that with Pastor Cal, but whatever was talked about, it didn't get figured out, you know? And so yeah. it, it's like, on the one hand, you want to go in and start blaming people for not not having, not being able to figure this out. And then on the other hand, they are, in in our opinion, they're being left behind, mm-hmm. Kurt Cameron reference, by... <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> they're being left behind by the experts. Yeah. And I, I mean, I think both things are true. Yeah. I, I think that Kirsten is being really unreasonable and like 
doesn't even fully know what she wants, kind of wants him to want her really bad, even if she keeps treating him in, like, a monotone, distanced way. Like, I'm almost like, did he just pull away for a few days? Because he's finally starting to realize that, like, you're a little bit impossible. And now you're having a freaking meltdown because he's not all over you. Yeah. And I'm just like, one person can only take so much rejection, especially when you then go like in a public thing and say all this stuff about us to our friends that you don't even have the balls to say in our apartment. Yeah. And that's what I'm just like, I want to just shake her because I'm just like, Kirsten, say what you actually feel. Stop thinking about it. Stop analyzing it. Figuring it, like, just fucking say it to him. Like, at this point, you're making him crazier with, like, I'm saying with what what's the real stuff. Like, there's stuff under the surface of all this bullshit that, because, again, she's moving the goalpost. Every week, it's different reasons, and it's always turned around on Shaquille. It's always actually Shaquille's fault. And then it's just, okay, and I'm going to work on taking my guard down. And then nothing changes. Yeah. And then it comes up again. And she goes, well, actually, it's your fault for this other reason that I hadn't told you about until this moment. But um, I'll work, you know, it's so, it's just like in circles, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I put like on the skating date, she, I've never seen her laugh so much or seem so happy until we got to the conversation that ruined the whole damn date. Yeah. But like, she was having a ball. She was giddy. This is her element. She likes skating. Well, there is aspects of it where I'm like, is she more into him than he is into her? Well, like, I felt that way at certain portions. But mm -hmm. then it like. Well, because she's not. She's freaking out that like he's not 100% about her right now. Yeah. And so I think the fact that like it was his job to plan the day and it was so perfect for her and so tailored to her with romance and the skating. And then she got to like show off her skating moves. She was in heaven. I felt like I was watching a different Kirsten. I felt like I was watching real Kirsten. And I think she was having so much fun and she was like smitten with him in that moment. And then they sit at their one-on-one -on -one, <laughs> bachelor term. So yeah, she talks about, she says she's hopeful for their future. And he's like, what about it? Like, tell me about what you see, which I love that he did. Because he's just, like, trying to get anything out of her specific that that gives him more Kirsten information. And so she does. She says something. She, of course, has to say her quality time thing, which now is just becoming a weapon. Yeah. Um, but traveling and making memories with him. And then he says he's excited to spend time with her friends and her family with her. He just wants to see who is the whole Kirsten? Like, what is every side of you? He's saying something super fucking romantic right now while also saying, like, I need to get to know you better and these are the ways that I think will help me. And then she just ruins it with the thing that you said of, well, so the way that you can get to know me is, like, you can be around me more. And then that gives me comfortability to open up to you. And he's just had it. He's like, I'm sorry, I don't, I don't agree. Like, yeah. I've been around you plenty. You're not opening up more day by day. Also. What do I have? Like, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You keep saying this thing on camera day by day. It's getting, you know, and he's like, all we do is talk about how you're going to let your guard down. 
That's all we talk about. <laughs> My favorite part of this was when she's like, uh, we have a lifetime together to figure this out. And I'm thinking, and I'm sure Shaq's thinking, do we though? Because if I don't see any of this, we won't be having a lifetime together. Well, that's together. what he goes, yeah, well, we also have a decision day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, shut up with the lifetime talk, Kirsten. Like, that would maybe be believable or feel genuine if you had acted the opposite way for the last four weeks. Yeah. But like, how am I supposed to believe you when you say that when you're like so the way that you are? So, well, I thought it was funny, too, that he said he was like the whole all we do is talk about this and you never change anything. And then she's like, "Okay, so starting today, I'm doing just that, just that. (laughs) I'm like, what were all the other talks? Like, literally. So and then after he says the decision day. Which I'm like, thing? Of course. Now we're going to fixate on that. I'm really struggling with him and how focused he seems on decision day versus our lifetime together. And then says a whole spiel about how it feels, you know, one foot in, one foot out, blah, blah, blah. And that I put in caps. Say this to his face then. Yeah. Like, just be real with him. Yeah. And like, also... Everything you're saying would have merit again if you if if the last four weeks were different. But it's really like yes, that that um, on its face, I could hear. I feel like we've heard plenty of contest contestants, not contestants, cast members say things like that. You know, like oh, well, I'm getting worried. All they're thinking about, and like that's a legitimate maths issue and couples issue. But like coming from Kirsten, it just feels cheap now because it just feels like you're just looking for the new excuse of the day to justify why you aren't really showing up here. Yeah. So and then like to get to them, I like at their group month anniversary dinner, this is when she. Well, Shaq doesn't feel like the energy that he's putting in is being matched by Kirsten. Right. Oh, and it was like, oh, it was when Nicole was being pushy about who's on what base and then puts them on the spot. And Shaq's like, no, we're not. We're hitting no bases. And he's like, I actually feel chemistry. Oh, because she makes that comment. She's like, I mean, there's a little, like barely, like a little bit. I mean, I guess. And you can tell that's like for him, like what? Okay. Well, then what, where am I living? Like, what are we two in two different relationships? Like, I don't understand. And he's like, I think there actually is. And we're just like not doing anything about it. It just gets really awkward. And people try to like encourage them with communicating. And then Kirsten's like, yeah, and that all comes with time. And I'm like, Kirsten. We're running out of time. We are running out of time. And you have like, what? time before you communicate (laughs) oh my god and then they we get like the last clip after this dinner is them doing a debrief yeah because it was silent and we find out it was silent in the car ride back. yeah and bottom line we walk away from that it's the same thing she turns everything around on him now we find out she hasn't been communicating because Shaq hasn't been asking her Oh, that was the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. If she doesn't get asked, she's not going to offer up info. I'm telling you. I know. That will not work in marriage. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. 
It's not going to work. And yes. Look, could people yes. be do better? Like, could people do better? Could Shaq probably do better asking, like prying and trying to get in there? Yes. But if you're waiting around for your person to ask you what's right. going on, we're not going to get anywhere. No, no. And that's ridiculous. You're wasting time. Even if the thing, you know, if this was real and this was this was really the reason why we weren't opening up all of these weeks. At any moment, you could have, at any moment, this could have been part of your thing. You could have been like, hey, I feel like you don't ask me anything. Yeah. And you say you want to get to know me, but like, blah, 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 blah. Okay, real feelings, real person, real time. Like, then we deal with that. You give them an opportunity. But like, this is just, I can't. And all, and then she's like, I really want the intimacy to improve. I mean, the communication to improve, I mean, it's pretty horrible right now. And you see his eyes go wide, like, wait, how did we get here? Yeah. And the, this was when I started to be like, wait a second. She goes and listens to everybody else and then kind of like conjures what she wants to bring to the table based on everybody else. Yeah, that's a good point. I Like, absolutely. wait, all of a sudden your communication and intimacy is horrible yeah we haven't heard you say that once you know i don't know so and then we did have shack on after party and just got more of that insight that like he they watched the nail scene back um of her saying i want him to hold me and like come cuddle me and all this shit and he's like i had no idea she wanted any of these things because she said None of them to my face. It's like her words and actions were not aligned. He says he tries at home to connect with her. The guy, the podcast visitor, whatever that was there. He did say something that for me with Kirsten, I thought was very true. He's like, she is someone with high expectations and zero flexibility. And I would add in that like high unspoken expectations you know yeah exactly and then yeah zero flexibility so she has it in her head it needs to look exactly like this when Shaquille gets home from work or I'm using that as a I I imagine she's someone that does a lot of silent testing of people you know and then he doesn't meet the test and then he never knows there was a test or that he failed it but then she like whatever goes to bed early or is like Maybe it's cold to him that night. That's the worst. You know, and he doesn't know what's going on. (laughs) It's no way to live. I just, she has some work to do. Is there anything else that stood out to you? No, this couple's exhausting me. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm feeling sick. I want to get off the ride. (laughs) That's so extreme. That's what I would say about our next couple. I guess I'll just reiterate, like, I'm bummed because I think that this couple has the makings of a great couple, but I don't know that Kirsten is emotionally developed enough to be able to really be in any serious relationship right now, but at the least with someone like Shaquille. Cause I just, I do feel like he's giving her a, what more can he give other than like quit his job for you? Like, yeah. I really feel like he's gone above and beyond. And like at this point, him having some caution is perfectly understandable because you are a flip flopper. Yeah. You know, 
There, I, there, I was on Twitter looking at some math stuff. There's an argument to be made that four couples could be, we could keep the same cast and mm-hmm. make four new couples out of eight people. Mm. <laughs> like, there's an argument there to be right. made. Like, yeah. uh, Jasmine and Shaquille. Jasmine and Shaquille. Eris and Everyone Kirsten. Everyone says Eris and Kirsten, but I'm like, y'all, that is mean to do to Kirsten. I don't care how annoying Kirsten has been. I just think no woman deserves Eris in yeah, the I'm just best saying. way. He doesn't deserve anyone. Clint and Dominique. Mm-hmm. Although that's like a 15-year age gap. Um, yeah, And McKinley and Gina. And Gina. Yeah, like, you, 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 that makes more sense than what we have right now. It does. It does. Okay, let's move on to another ride. I want to get off. Oh my because god! Because of my irritated tummy and bowels. <laughs> um, Jasmine and Eris. So we start off. Eris is meeting his married friend. Can I just say that I was literally in shock that they pecked before he went to work. Oh wow! Like what I the that. fuck was that? Yeah, you're right. Oh it my was. Gosh. I was just like, why is this happening? Like, you don't deserve a peck. Yeah, get out of here. But yeah, we start. We open with him with his friend because it's two males talking. We have to automatically start talking. Start the conversation with sex related, of course, discussion. You um, know, men. Yeah. Oh, men. Um, he's <laughs> telling his friend. I mean, this is this is one of Eris's themes. He is just so sure that she is DTF and wants TF so hard. He is like, this girl is just salivating for me. And the second that I get a boner, she's going to just like be all over me. I am just like, honestly, may, okay, if we were like in, on honeymoons right now, perhaps, perhaps, but like, the audacity that you have been so in your own head about how this girl isn't up to your sexual attraction standards. It's all you've been thinking about for the entire month. So much so that you've given zero room for a real, authentic, just human connection to happen because you've been obsessed from day one that you didn't want to bone her as much as you thought you should. Yeah. And not only that, but you're, you, you, this, this has been so consuming for you and you are so myopic that you really freaking believe that on this day, on this day, day 30, she still wants to bone you so bad. He's like, she can. <sighs> it's just like shocking. She feels the energy. I just got to make a move. I'm like, do you? I don't I'm think like, so. Why do you think that? Well, the funny thing too, my favorite thing about Jasmine <sighs> is that. She, I am almost positive I know what's going through her head. Yeah. Because she wears everything on your on her face. So I'm like, you're and yet manages to stay so composed still. I know. But I'm like, if you were paying half a bit of attention Mm -hmm. to the facial reactions that she's giving you, you would know that there's no energy putting out that she wants to have sex with you. No. It's hilarious. Oh my God. Like this then guy is insane. It devolves even more because then we start get to go. What? Well, we start getting into the, oh. she's not my type again. 
And then he's like, maybe if she, maybe if she was a sneakerhead, or she had swag. If she had swag, you know how these people like. Then I could be a. Tra- I'm like, or Dude. she was one of those girls that was like hilarious. You know, I'm like, if you can't find her, like, the fact go that fuck like yourself. she was a, a pageant queen and someone and and does cheer with kids and is like an amazing driven woman. If you can't find that attractive or sexy, then you have a problem. Yeah, you really have a it's problem. It's a you problem. It's a you problem. Sorry, like, I'm sorry. If she was where, what, some like Jordan retro threes, you'd be like, oh my gosh. I mean, she's so sexy. <sighs> like, give me a freaking break. Again, dude. how old are we? How yeah, old exactly. are we? Exactly. Are we 19 and you're going, what music do you listen to? Oh, well, I thought she was hot, but then I heard her favorite band. Yeah. Like, what the fuck, dude? You are 40. You are crusty. And you don't deserve this woman. And the way that you, like, cavalierly to many, many people talk about how she's just salivating all over you. And all you have to say is go and she's going to fuck you. You're out of your mind. Out of your mind. Like, it literally makes me feel fury inside. And then, I, and then, you know, I'm not throwing in the towel, though, or or not making any effort. I'm like, wait, does you just, like, existing in, in the spot, the physical place you're supposed to be count as you making effort to you? Because I'm pretty like sure it does, because that would be the only effort I know of. I it thought that at least the friend... Yeah, the friend wasn't a complete idiot. At least the friend was like, okay, okay, so what are you planning to do to make this better? And I'm like, exactly. Thank you. What do you plan to do? And I'm I'm curious on like what you think about, because his whole thing is we just need to be dating. We just need to date. Mm -hmm. Like, what do you think? I mean, like for them, no. I don't think that that's like just what needs to be happen. Oh, right. Do you think that's like a valid thing in general or no um sure but i don't think that i just like I, yeah just that would like help putting a band-aid on exactly like, exactly anyone can go get food and some drinks and find and have a good time like exactly and look i think that that's important and like you should have been doing that weeks ago yeah. initiating be, like and this is my thing i put I put, whatever, Eris, I'm over you. All you do is sit around and wait to be struck with boner lightning. (laughs) But I seriously feel like he has viewed this whole process as the burden is entirely on Jasmine and my penis to magically be struck by attraction lightning. And until that happens... I'm not going to actually try because what would be the point of trying if I can't even find my boner? Because that's the way he's been living his life for the past X amount of years. This is why I'm saying like the fact that it's such a concept, like if that wasn't coming to you right away, the answer is to not sit around for the next month and wonder, analyze the shit out of her, by the way, because that's also what he does. He's been sitting around obsessively assessing her and telling everyone that will hear it that he just doesn't know why, but he can't find attraction, but he's waiting for it. And that's been the entire 
consumption of his mind to the point where I put on their, the most depressing month anniversary date I think I've ever witnessed. I put how uh, hilarious—I I truly believe that he has spent the last month convinced that the word intimacy only means sex. It's possible. I really believe that. Be, and that is how I think we got to where we did with his barrier, his big rule. Because he is hearing her say, we need to really cultivate intimacy. We need to work on our intimacy. And I think he's been viewing that for weeks as like, we need to just have sex. And then this big pressure because blah, blah, blah. Anyway, going going back, I just, yeah, it's never crossed his mind that maybe the burden would be on him to figure out what's wrong, what's going on with me? How can I pour into the relationship or her in hopes of like stumbling across this connection feeling? Yeah. No, never crossed his mind until, I'm sorry, but the jankiest rage room I have ever seen. Yeah. Also, it really, really can't be up to code. To have two people doing that in that small of a space. Oh, I'm just like swinging these sledgehammers and tire irons and crowbars. And we're in like literally the equivalent of a tiny house. Yeah, it was like the size of a bathroom. <laughs> I'm like, this is way dangerous. I didn't here. understand. I'm like, any second now, one of their faces is going to get bashed in. <laughs> and really interesting, he frames it. You, and, you know, I planned this rage room for us so she can let out, you know, whatever I think she's, you know, been feeling. And I'm like, okay, so you. It's not great. It's and not I great. just, you feel so bad for her because the, when we watch that, she is so defeated. Yeah. She is so defeated. She is so down. And yet, and like, she's, you know, she keeps going, I'm staying open. I'm staying open. I'm showing up. But, like, why wouldn't she be defeated? This is, like, a joke at this point. Like, this is ridiculous. I just can't. So they get back from the rage room. I mean, I don't know what day is what. But they do that stupid thing. And then, you know, they've got the photo album and yeah. everything so set up like for them. So we have, a little outdoor table. We, oh, was that at the date? No, 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 no. This was, it looked like a... Like a farm or something i don't know okay then anyway yeah that was so, their like month anniversary dinner yeah they and they're the, looking yeah, through the photo album she of course is looking for anything that isn't i mean this is just so awkward right it's yeah. so painful that they have to do this with each other because it's just shoving it in their face and she goes oh i love that look at that picture of me and my dad and he goes he looks ready to pass out <laughs> he keeps putting his foot in his mouth Constantly, and then followed she, up with, "You look happy." Oh my gosh, dude! <laughs> you've you've just you're stepping. I think she might have said something like, "Oh wow, we look so happy," which obviously, like, it's already coded that sentence. Like, we all know what the follow up thought is to that. We looked so happy on that day. How sad because we are not happy today. Well, you look happy again. He's trying to push this narrative, like, "Oh yeah, well you're." You're elated because I'm your dream guy on that day. But, you know, I'm not because you you weren't my dream girl. Uh, my favorite part of this was the fact that Eris had to reread his vows. Oh, 
lived for it. That was amazing. Lived Has for it. Has anyone forgotten their vows so quickly in a marriage before? He's like, everything he says, he's like, oh, yeah, I guess I haven't been doing that. Literally. I haven't been doing none that. Of it. <laughs> none of nothing. it. So all of his vows are a joke. And him having to read them is gold. And she basically is like, he admits he's done none of them. And she's basically like, yeah, so do you think like you're going to change that? And everything is just, everything is half-assed. Like even the cheers. He can't, it's such a depressing date. Oh, this was so, it was so, so depressing. depressing. It was so bad. And I felt he, so bad for Jasmine this whole time. Oh, She's over there dressed, she doing, dressed to the nines. He put on a t-shirt and jeans, which just seems to be the MO when everyone else gets dressed up. Mm-hmm. It, it's just, it's, you know, he, he's finally coming to the realization that like marriage is kind of hard. Ooh. Well, it's kind of hard when you don't do anything. You don't do shit, like, man. Any, any. He says, goes on to just, say, like, he wants a better connection and to figure out what their commonalities are. Bro, you've only asked her about sex. Literally. It's the only thing you've talked about. What? Like, I, I don't understand. So then, then we get just a fascinating turn of events where in between all these dead faces, and no one looks happy. Everyone, no. they, they both look miserable yeah. and uninterested. He says that, they're not, he just decided that they're not going to have sex during decision day. And, and I'm sorry, they're not going to have sex until decision day, which I wrote down and it was confirmed essentially by Eris on After Party that the reason why this decision was made is so that he didn't have to get asked about it from other people. Yeah. And I'm like, the only reason, the only reason is because you don't want to have to go back to your friends. And they're like, so, dude, sex, knowing that you're the freaking sex animal right. for the last 10 years you've been and have to, and it's too much of a dent to your ego yes. to say, no, we're not having sex. And them ask why and him try to come up with reasons why. Like, that is the only reason why you want this. Yep. Because it's the only thing you've been talking about. It's Literally two days ago, you you're like, about. I just got to make a move. And now we're actually no sex till decision day. Give me a break. And it, it, it's framed with this thing of like, I'm making a mature decision yeah, for the and relationship. It's and it's total bullshit. It's such bullshit. And he, he can't even figure out what to toast for. So he's like, to the second month. <sighs> it's not good. You can't even say like, I... I no, I just, the incompetence is so unbelievable. And then, so he admits, he goes, he admits that he was checked out for the first two weeks. He's like, yeah, I'll admit I was pretty checked out for the first two weeks. Is this at the group dinner or this is at still at their dinner? No, this is with them. Yeah. And then he says that he hopes, he's like, you know, and like, she's like, yeah. And then you had COVID for a week and. He's like, you know, I'm just hoping I can at least, like, get to, like, a middle ground. I'm like, what? What's that? That's your big romantic um, solution to present Jasmine with on this night is I'm going to change and try not to be. You're going to try to just get to the middle from checked out. <laughs> Like we're not e- from checked out to what? get off the show. In. This is like 
we are to the point where I think that this is just damaging and unfair to Jasmine at this point. Yeah. I really do. I think that this man is wasting her freaking time and has continually insulted her. He's just so unworthy and he thinks he is the shit. And I'm done. I'm done watching it. Do you want to get into their group dinner stuff? Or are we going to? Yeah. Yeah. So once again, Eris, like, you know, he admits that he's been, he needs to start treating his wife like a wife and not a friend. Mm -hmm. Then goes and says, is married sex different than single sex? Yeah. And can we say this is after like, Couples have been saying real things when it gets to them and it's their turn to like check in of how they're doing. Jasmine says, well, I'm attracted to him. So like, I don't know. The She's basically like the reason we're not moving forward in any way is because of him. Yeah. And, and she's clearly frustrated. And then right after Okay, so I wrote down, like, oh, interesting. Eris has nothing to contribute about his relationship at all. He said nothing. Nothing. He makes Jasmine speak for them. And then and then the first time he decides he would like to contribute to this conversation is this fucking dumb question. And, of course, it has the word sex in it. Yeah. Like, I'm so bored with you. Aren't I'm you bored so, with yourself? I'm so over it. Like, I'm so over it. <sighs> Oh my gosh, like you're listening to all these. Yes, the conversation went into physical territory at a certain point. But like, this is a night also, this is bigger. Everyone's talking about like overarching reflections, overarching journey of the last month. And like, that's all you got? Yeah. Loser behavior. And he was on after party Ugh. and nothing was happened. And I'm just going to say, we have an after party problem, people. We mm -hmm. have an after party problem. I, I, it's, it's so short and I, I'm not even, I don't even want it to be longer because I just, it annoys me as is, but it is so short that we are not holding anyone's feet remotely close to the fire. Yeah. We get we 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 get a question about Eris about why he brought up the thing and he's like, well, I was just trying to make dinner light, and he just and gets completely left off the hook. Oh. <laughs> like, oh, Eris, oh, that's you. Like, yeah. give me a freaking break. I know. I'm so over this. We come on, we try to make ourselves look better. It, it's like and and nothing. It's like, why are you on? Why are we having this if we're not going to ask legitimate questions about what's going on here? Mm -hmm. It's a stupid cocktail party. That it's so nothing, dumb that nothing happens. And like the things that this that this guy has like tried to say and the activities that he's tried to encourage, most people are completely appalled by and over and uncomfortable by. And we're not even going to get into any of that at all. We're just going to let him sit there and be like, oh, but I guess you're trying, Eris. Like, give me a break. Yeah. It's a total joke. Yeah. She's like, what are you learning in the relationship? And he's like, that I'm okay with being abstinent <laughs> and how to be, you know, completely honest and, and patient with another person. I'm like, blah, 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 blow it out your ass. Get off the screen. And we did talk last night 
because <laughs> Tim was really lamenting and going off after after party. It is a really like fair thing because they're they're trying to copy Watch What Happens Live. Yeah, with basically a cocktail that. and a guest and. A- but they're too wussy to really go anywhere, and so like unless we get lucky and one of the visiting cast members like just spills the beans on something that they wanted to spill the beans on that we didn't see, which is why we continue to watch it because it's necessary. It's like outside of that, there really isn't like I feel I was saying to you, I even feel like Keisha was like a better at this her first season. Like I felt like she grilled them harder and I feel like something it's just like a vanilla neutral way. It's like that you're not, this isn't watch what happens live then. Like it's a fucking puff piece. Yeah. It's a puff piece there. for who's ever visiting. Like it doesn't, you know, like it, it, either don't ask deep questions and just keep it all light. But, but having this be in the middle where we ask like a question and then it's like literally whatever the answer, whatever is. the answer yeah, is, so. it's ha ha ha. Or it's like, mm, yeah. And I then see we that. go on to the next thing. Yeah. It's like, you stop wasting my time. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. This is a couple where it's like, wait, we have to watch four more weeks of this? At like, least, this yeah. is not fair. Like, again, petitioning for replacement couples if we have a failing couple pre 30 days being over. Uh, <laughs> let's move on to Nicole and Chris. Yes. Give me some positivity in my life. Yeah. Please. Um, we get an amazing, amazing visit by Nicole's mm-hmm. dad. Oh, Mark. Sh- shows up to the apartment. I just, I love it all. We start with this, like, we get into this, like, talk about calling people dad. That was strange. I'm like, Chris, do you want to call him dad? I'm like, Chris. No one expected you to call him dad. Yeah, I don't. Like, He's like, you know, I mean, it's, it's totally okay that he doesn't want me to call him dad yet. I'm like, Chris, you're ready for dad? <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, it's just, it's been, it's been a week. No, it's been well, honestly, it's guys, the like, same. Chris and Nicole are just mostly just like so cute. Like yeah. their problems are cute, you know? Yeah. Like it, it made me think of, um, how I laughed when Nicole, when they were on their double date and she was making this big thing about like, you know, but I'm just, I'm not ready to change my name right now. I'm not ready. You know, I haven't been able to get to the DMV and I'm like, (laughs) Nicole, it's okay. Literally no one has ever discussed this in this logistical way at four weeks on this show for us to hear. And no one like gives a shit or is concerned. Like, I mean, the last name thing, you know, is a convo in itself. But, like, no one thinks that you should have gone and done that already. Yeah. You're still in the experiment, babe. Yeah. Like, TBD. TBD. So, I just thought it was funny that they both made these, like, big things out of it's yeah. just not a big thing. Um, but, yeah, dad was – dad's visit was great. Dad's hilarious. Dad thinks that Chris is wonderful but needs to channel some big dick energy. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> Which, yeah, you might be right. It's like a mix. He was sort of using it right, sort of not, couldn't fully. But I got like the spirit of yeah, what he meant. Yeah, 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 yeah. He just needs the, like, he knows, he needs to show his quiet confidence. Which, once again, we get into this thing about, like, 
Chris trying to please everyone. It must just be because socially he's quieter yeah. or something. And she's the loud one. Because, yeah, that's not what we see with them as a unit. Yeah, I'm he, like, Chris is doing Chris a pretty good job fine. of taking the reins when he needs to. Yeah, like, I agree. <laughs> but they, obviously, Dad hasn't, like, seen yeah. it to the level that we have. Yeah, and I'm know. sure Chris is quieter when Dad's there. They don't know each other super well yet, you know. Um, they go on this comedy bus tour, which the comedy part, I mean, there's nothing to really, I can't. All, all I have to say is cooter. But like, <laughs> I would have died being stuck on this bus that was so, there was nobody else. Yeah. And the jokes were really bad. The double date's cute. Yeah. Um, and then Chris. Moonshine Distillery with some. Oh uh, yeah, everyone got shwasty for sure. Even with the communion size cup shots. But they were nonstop, I think. Oh yeah. A and, lot of different flavors. It was like a Jelly Belly factory for adults. And then we have the adorable, I was not sure what to make of the electric mini helicopter toy flying to her on their anniversary day, their month anniversary. I was like, where's this going, Chris? And then it was to a note. And then it was to a real glamorous adult helicopter ride. And I was like, damn, Chris, you did good. Yeah, that was. I've always wanted to do that. Well played. It looked so magical. It was great. And then they like, they watch their stuff. And then Nicole, Nicole, you ruined the cuteness of the reminiscing with the fixation on your looks. And the hard thing for me is I totally relate. And I, I would say like, I've been there, but it, it was like, it's one thing to like say your thing. And then like, really try to let it go because this moment is bigger than you obsessing over how you looked. And she kind of like couldn't quiet the monster and like just couldn't stop bringing it up. And I am pretty sure that the tears she was shedding were not over the emotions of watching them. It was about her looks, which just like broke my heart for her. Yeah, that was tough. And you can tell it's like irking him. Yeah, I mean, he was obviously there and did like did a great job mm -hmm. complimenting her and talking her up. But yeah, I mean, that can get difficult. Yeah, to deal with it's tiring, but it's a human thing, and so yeah, yeah, yeah. very relatable, and probably a learning moment for her. I'm sure, in retrospect, you know. Mm -hmm. Um. Okay. How do we feel about Nicole's group dinner, group facilitator energy? I feel like I could have put you up there and seen the same exact thing happening. <laughs> would you say to that extreme? Not though? to that extreme. I don't think I would. I think that, that I would have let that it was, uh, die about halfway. That was some heavy handed facilitation. I was like, oh, Nicole's throwing a group dinner right now. Yeah. She's hosting. Yeah. Like, did she come with a sheet of questions? What <laughs> is I put going on there? On? I did put in my notes. Usually when someone does this, it's because there is the feeling that they should or like the moment calls for it. Like, so I, I am curious, like, was it really quiet and awkward? And like, no one knew how to get it going. And I mean, she's great at this thing. Yeah. I would say... 
there was a point where it needed to calm down a bit and it was like a little too brash in terms of like putting people on the spot and Jasmine wasn't having it at some point. Yeah. Oh, well, Jasmine got Jasmine. I forgot to mention, got really frustrated with Gina actually for cutting her off. Okay. Gina, that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. When Jasmine, let's just quick rewind. There was a point where it was when Jasmine was talking about her and Eris and was clearly defeated and frustrated. Something like, yeah, well, I mean, it's it's on him. It's just... Da, da, da. And Gina kind of cut her off and went, well, you know, it's really just... You just have to trust the process and you have to remind yourself it's only been a month and you just, you know, and that's just... It's a choice. It's a choice every day. And ja- the look on Jasmine's face, she looked furious and like she was holding so much in and I was like, whoa, what's going on? Because we we haven't seen any girl tension up until now. But I th- I am just making a guess that I think Jasmine w- is like, no, no, no. What you're all not going to do is tell me that I could be trying harder or choosing positivity more. Because yeah. that's what I've been doing every fucking day with my all. And I haven't gotten zero. Like, I've gotten zero back. And it must be nice for you, Gina. But look, like you have Clint, who's at least giving his all the same amount as you, yeah. regardless of your guys' bumps in the beginning. So I just, that was an interesting, weird little tense moment that we caught and we rewinded it and I rewatched it like twice because there are looks happening on the faces. And it, I think that she did not take that well. And I don't know that Gina meant to be so pointed with that. Yeah. I don't think it can be difficult. I think it's got to be difficult navigating these group dinner waters. Yeah, because, you know, sometimes if you take that role of like group facilitator, it can come off uh, as like we have it all figured out. Right. Right. A little condescending, you know, and and I I feel that way. But Mm -mm. like, I just think in general, it's it's hard because you're you're trying to balance this thing of giving advice, everyone. I mean, in Gina's situation too, you're trying to give advice, but then it, you open yourself up like, really? Coming from the person who blah, 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 you right, know? Or, right, And totally. you kind of have to toe that line mm-hmm. between like giving advice, but also talking about your own, not, not just being all roses with your own. right relationship right you know you kind of have to be like and we are dealing with this also like it's just yeah. it's a different difficult dynamic when these the yeah. get together and it's so obviously the whole thing is just so relationship heavy that like it can be tough to not offend yeah for sure and i i mean i think that everybody knows nicole was like had the best intentions and she you find out later I mean she's definitely like the cast mom I think you know what I mean and because you know what like it does usually happen that the strongest couple ends up they end up usually being a bit of an outlet for other people that is how it always goes but it does sound like Nicole has taken the responsibility to new heights that I have never seen um, we find out she's actually slipping notes under doors with advice for various husbands. What? I missed this. You did? Shaquille said that he w- he was like, because someone made a comment like, 
what'd you think about like how Nicole was at the table? And he was like, oh, that's Nicole. I mean, that's like oh, he literally said after party. Yeah. He's like, that's like all the time. That's just Nicole. Like, that's who she is. He's like, oh, yeah. I mean, I'd get a note slipped under the door. And Keisha's like, wait, are you serious? And she, <laughs> he's like, oh, yeah. She's like, I need to hear what one said. And he's like, oh, it would be like, make sure you give Kirsten a kiss before bed tonight. Think she'd really like it. And <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! And then I he said he that. would then sit and like read it to Kirsten and be like, "Oh, so is this so? Is this true?" <laughs> and she would just be like, "Nicole's so crazy." But you know, Nicole said that because Kirsten obviously yeah. was saying to the girls, "I want him to kiss me." So yeah, I'm, Nicole seems like I someone like that move. who I'm for that move. I think that's pretty good. That's the thing. It's like sometimes that is the right move if like you know your friend really wants this thing and yeah. she just doesn't have the balls to ask. Yeah. I mean, Nicole definitely rides that line of overstepping, but she's got such a big heart and she's got, she is really funny. So I think sometimes she makes comments that rub people the wrong way when she's telling a joke. Mm-hmm. Um, and you could see how people could receive it as pushy, but I kind of also feel like let's take the cast vibe like at face value, which is that I think most of them like this and appreciate this about her. Mm-hmm. And like, a, this is the role that she plays yeah. in the friend group, you know? So, I mean, I mostly got a kick out of it. There was a couple of times where I was like, Nicole, <laughs> please, just, just please. Uh, with, uh, oh, when we got to sex and she's like, I mean, I want to hear, is anybody crossed any new bases? And I don't mean kissing on the mouth because we should all be doing that already by now. Obviously. That's what I mean. I was with like, that, like, eh, getting real close to people, starting to get a little yeah, frustrated. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. That's uh, good stuff. Do you have anything else on them, though? Uh, no. I'm ready to go to Gina and Clint. Okay. Gina and Clint. So. Convinced. 60 to 70% of Clint's wardrobe is Jamaican shirts. Me too. It and made more sense once we got to the date, but we started off and I I'm was like baffled. I'm like more It's like this is not an outfit, sir. Well, it's like he lost his lug his he lost his <laughs> luggage on the way to Jamaica and I'm like did we never get the luggage back? And and we just took we just took we filled our luggage in Jamaica up with Jamaica t-shirts? Yeah. Well, and first I was horrified when he was like, we're recreating Jamaica for our month of first. I was like, why? It was a what, terrible time for you guys. What part of Jamaica are we recreating? Yeah, but then when he brought it up to the, when she brought it to the group and and said, yeah, it was our Jamaica redemption day. I was like, oh, I love that. And the second they got to the waterfall, I was like, okay, wait, this is freaking gorgeous. Who cares? That's, like, that this waterfall's is great. reason to visit, visit Nashville alone. Yeah. And you know what? Like, I'm trying to not integrate what we know of the future. Yeah, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. She is saying, like, they're into each other right now. Yeah. It's going well. Like, this is a best case scenario from where they came from Except- to be at this point. We are not except we're not kissing. getting any kissing. For the love of God, just Goodness kiss. Goodness gracious. It's just a kiss. And it could be, it is the difference between friend zone and something more. 
That's the thing. I feel like we're friend zoned right now with this couple. But it's confusing because like in her this week, more than ever, she was like, this is what I was looking for in a marriage. Adventure, good sense of humor. She's like, I'm feeling really hopeful right now. And I can definitely see a future with Clint. I mean, what? Like, that's the most concrete thing she said. Yeah. I can definitely see a future with Clint. I was like, Houston, have we officially turned a corner here? So, and then they have their cute Jamaica-themed dinner at back at the apartment. And they're just, like, laughing a lot. And there is a comfort here. I got a little nervous, I gotta say, for a while during this dinner. Oh, okay. Sometimes the conversations aren't going anywhere. That's true. I get so confused. Like, Clint's got an odd sense of humor, and I think because he's so charismatic and knows how to work a room that, like, he kind of gets a pass Mm -hmm. because I could see other cast members, like, saying, using some of this material, and I would really look at it (laughs) cockeyed. Like, there's this whole conversation about eating the dog. On an island. I'm like, what's going on here? Like, Yeah, it's just like random filler combo. But he did save the conversation. He turned it around. He, I thought it was really sweet how he was complimenting her on her career and mm-hmm. her work. Um, All of the things he likes about her. Yeah, absolutely. And then she did the same. Yeah. And he, like, I love his thing about the crust. I love how it's become a thing. Yeah. And she has started saying it, which I just am like, dude, he is rubbing off on you Mm -hmm. like in a big way. And yeah, she's like, we need, what do we want for month two? And it's, he's like, I demand more crust, (laughs) (laughs) getting more to the crust. So, I mean, I really, literally, in my opinion, when this whole thing was over, like the only thing that was missing was them kissing. Yeah. Two weeks in a row now. At both of the things, you know? So, I mean, even, I mean, they basically say as much at the month anniversary dinner. They just, they talk about how, indeed, they feel like they've made tons of progress. I mean, he always slips in a, yeah, and also time is still ticking. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But I think at this point, he's probably more thinking about the physical romantic side. I think he's done, like, I do think he's done all you can do. Like, even on the double date, when they were starting to get buzzed at the bar, he said some cute shit about her. Yeah. And he also like made some reference to like if they have future kids, blah, 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 blah. And personally, I thought she seemed tickled by him saying that. Like I looked at her and was like, what? Like, is this like happening? Yeah. Like, is this happening? Is there a slow, teeny little nerve nugget growing inside I... of her heart? It's hard because we started so poorly. I know. And (laughs) this is probably the best I've seen someone be able to dig dig themselves out of a hole. Right. I guess. It's like, is it still still, enough? uh, It's just hard. It's like, is there enough? Like, can we move them up to a contender yet? We'll find out in the power rankings. Oh, wow. I think they deserve contender. You do. I don't know, actually. All right, well, I'll I tell know. you what I, I'll tell you when we get there. I do have some, a note on Clint. Okay. The man has gorgeous long locks of hair. Yeah. I think we need to insert a little product. Yeah, he doesn't know how to style it. And he's got 
His wife works at a salon. Right. I'm like, can she bring home some? Oh my gosh, she should do his hair. She could probably make him look like so much hotter. It's just very like, it just looks very dry yes, and stringy. It looks frazzled. It looks frazzled. I'm like, we need like, she's got mooses, I'm sure. <laughs> um, she does. She has to have many a mousse. And many a product. And I'm like, a serum. Can you bring something home? Yeah. Like it's, it's, he's got a good head of hair. Yeah, he does. But like, it's like, we, I need yeah. a little bit of like, we just need a to little sweep bit of it moisture. more straight back. Yeah, a little bit of moisture. I really think that like, that's what's missing. I agree. And it's that's like, that's a great point. How have I not put that together? Like, duh, you're with the hairdresser. Like, let's do a little bit of a zhuzhing, a zhuzh, if you will. Yeah, for sure. Great point, babe. Thank you. <laughs> What's your like, okay, if you had to gauge your hope for this couple pretending that you haven't seen a clip of him and Dom kissing <laughs> on a scale of one to ten, in this moment, what would your hope level be? I would have it at about a seven and a half. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the best I've felt about this couple this year. Yeah. And it feels like... It also feels like it's building. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like we also said this last week. So it's like, that's also a good sign of like the fact that it's growing. And I guess I would say like, it seems like there are more successes on this show with slow burns. You're right. You know, I just wish that. Very little success very, with explosive beginnings. Yeah. That's, I mean, compared to an explosive beginning or a, but you're right. We got an explosive top and then we've been a slow burn. Yeah. But I mean, just compared to you have, I mean, I think of like a, a Zach and Michaela situation. Oh, right. Where it's like, we are all over each other. Oh my gosh, this is going to be the best thing ever. And now we're we're throwing Lysol wipes at, at the wall. You know, <laughs> like couples that have long-term success, like- that's true. Historically, it, on the historically, show. it's like we're we, we're working up to a point versus, mm-hmm. or we're just staying even, yeah, and continuing right, to like build. Nicole and Chris, yeah, build intimacy. And Nicole and Chris have been like pretty much, they've been like real married since like the first day. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if we've seen a couple really like that before. Yeah, in terms of like it's been comfortable, just so instant and instant and sustained and sustained. It, absolutely, yeah. All right, are you ready for the power rankings? Yeah. In our contenders, I'm sorry to say, but we only have one couple this week in Ooh. our contenders, and it's Nicole and Chris. That's fair. Yeah. In our pretenders category, at the top of our <laughs> pretenders category, we have Gina and Clint. Oh, top. I would say they're the closest to getting out of the pretender the pretender zone. Okay. Also, it's sad to say that Shaq and Kirsten have dropped and they are now officially pretenders <laughs> until Fair. I'm able to decode what the hell is going on in that relationship, until they're able to decode what yeah. any of it all means. Um, and then the no chance in hell for the third straight week is Jasmine and Eris. Yeah. And I like, maybe I'm just like, tired and cynical right now but like I'm like this is so frustrating and feels like such a like waste of everyone's time including these poor people when you feel it's so obvious halfway through that like none of these couples besides Nicole and Chris are gonna work yeah 
Yeah. You know? And we know that because of the. And you know what? Mass lifetime. The, if you had been able to hold your load, then I would still be believing genuinely in the possibility of Clinton Gina right now. Yeah. But because of that, I can, I've never been able to look at them genuinely. And Shaq and Kirsten, I mean, the writing's on the wall. She's not going to change who she is in a few weeks. I don't know. I am, you know, we haven't really talked, gone into that leak of that kiss. Mm -hmm. But it's been very it's bizarre choice. how it's a very, it's like, a very interesting choice. Contest with that knowledge. This was a, Mavs teaser that was put in like out the second week in like the second week and it's not and I'm uh, the decision to release it but then not address it on after party at all is mm. just very bizarre to me well how would it be addressed if it can't be because it's future I know I just don't I mean the the fact that this was put out I just it's just a it weird serves choice. so no it, it serves no purpose to me no and it makes us have limited investment in this couple well especially because I guess the reason why I'm saying all of this is be, it, not even just an after party it hasn't been re shown at right. all in any of the next week ahead you know next week on Right. Or in the coming weeks on, it hasn't, it, it got showed once and then it was like, that's it. It's just very bizarre. Do you think there is any, 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 any chance that like Clint and Gina are actually together? And that was like a student. No, but every time we talk about this, I go, no, what, when is it acceptable to kiss another woman? Even Would if it you was a want joke? your husband? No, I'm just trying to find a way. Yeah. Because I literally had one moment in this episode where I went, oh, what if they actually end up together? What if they blow our freaking minds? And then right away was like, no, the video of Dom and Clint. Yeah. Optimiz optimism is dead. Have, <laughs> have a great weekend, everyone. <laughs> to leave you with that. Um, no, but let's be honest. We are still staying in this because... We have to see these things. We have to see these poor people through this journey now that we've come this far, okay? And anything is still possible. I'm still waiting around for a big surprise. It could come. And, you know, we're always going to have shit to say about what other people do and say. So Absolutely. We've, we'll be fine. Thank you so much for listening to the pod this week. If you could... Leave us a review if you haven't already, and particularly a written one. It goes such a long way in boosting our visibility and getting more people's ears to hear till death to us recap. Uh, our buy me a coffee link is in the show notes. If you feel like contributing to the pod, it does take many, many hours a week while we lead busy lives. And any contribution is so welcomed and means a lot to us. And um, yeah, find us on Instagram, TikTok. We'll be doing some polls in the next few days. And we hope you have great weekends and we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.